This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, where we preview and review all the big business and market stories with Oanda senior market analysts from around the world. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from the United Kingdom, Jeff. Good afternoon from Singapore. So let's start with the markets where you are. What's been happening at the beginning of this week? Well, the markets here have been what I would describe as Alibaba-ished. So uh, Alibaba got given a 2.8 billion US dollar fine by the Chinese authorities for antitrust behavior over the weekend. Uh, that has led uh, uh, Asian stocks lower today. Perversely, though, Alibaba's stock has rallied 8% because that fine wasn't as bad as markets had thought it could be. But certainly that continues this theme of uh, the Chinese authorities clamping down on big tech and their monopolist behaviours. And that's pushed China markets lower for sure. And that's flowed through uh, into other markets around Asia. And in fact, I think only Korea, South Korea, it's up 0.1%. And that's the only one in the green. Uh, markets in Australia have also suffered because the government announced pretty much that they were throwing their vaccination programme in the, in, the, in the rubbish bin. Uh, because of the AstraZeneca uh, issues, uh, and, and that has seen uh, markets there uh, fade. And generally, uh, there's raising, rising, I should say, rising COVID-19 issues across quite a lot of Asia, including South, South Korea, Thailand, uh, India, obviously, but uh, Indian stocks in particular look set for a gruesome open this afternoon. So we are in a combination of big tech clampdowns, US bonds rising slightly on Friday, and of course, this COVID-19, which I suspect has gone, been quiet for a while, but never really went away. Massive contrast from where you are with where I am today, because it's a significant day for England. All non-essential retail is set to reopen, along with hair, nail salons, outdoor bars, that's the important bit, Jeff, and restaurants. We're starting to get back to normal, and people have been waiting for this day for a very long time. It's been something like four months. That's a third of a year since I walked into a normal, non-essential retail. We've got this uh, incredible vaccination program. Yes, there are problems with AstraZeneca over here, and now they're suggesting that younger people shouldn't take it and there should be a different vaccination. But the contrast with where you are is quite stark. Yeah, very much so. And look, uh, even in the, in the United States over the, I think yesterday, they had over 45,000 new cases. Uh, so it really is a game of haves and haves not. So uh, those countries such as Australia and New Zealand, Singapore, that have worked on an exclusion principle of getting rid of it within the country, but closing the borders, seem to be doing very well. Uh, Britain has had a very much a vaccine premium built into UK assets and into the currency recently. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're seeing India is in terrible trouble at the moment. Uh, you know, and they've stopped AstraZeneca and Remdesivir. Is that, have I pronounced that correct? They've stopped it. Remdesivir, funnily enough, is the, is the drug that I was given when I was in hospital. Well, they've stopped the exports of it. So they're banning exports of that as well. Uh, and, and India counts because it's the largest vaccine producer in the world. Was before COVID-19, still is. So it matters. They're making AstraZeneca there, aren't they? Yes, indeed. And, and basically, because of these delays... Countries such as Indonesia, but also Australia today has also announced it's basically throwing its vaccination timetable in the rubbish bin because they can't get the vaccines. They can't get them from Europe. They can't get them from India. That is a pattern that we are going to see 
around the rest of the world in the coming months, I believe, or in the coming weeks, I should say. And that may mollify some of these global recovery uh, hopes. Some countries, there's going to be some clear winners out of this, the UK and the United States, for example, but there's going to be potentially a lot of losers. Sadly, a lot of those will be in developing markets. Indeed. And um, anyone out there from the UK and the USA who's smug uh, should think again, because, you know, if the rest of the world or big parts of the rest of the world are experiencing major problems, that affects everyone. Yes, I think uh, the big impact will be is that the hope was rising that international borders would reopen to some degree with vaccine passports, etc. I think those hopes are perhaps a little bit overdone. Uh, they'll be challenging and uh, so, you know, there's only so much of a return to normal life we can do before, uh, you know, we hit that wall of people not being able to travel in, internationally and, and not just for, for holidays, etc., which is important, but also for commerce and business as well. Uh, so, you know, there have to be some, I suspect in the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to see those, uh, those assessments uh, become a, a lot clearer. Can I quickly go back to the Alibaba's? story uh jeff i mean you talked about the chair price not actually suffering quite as much as many may have believed the fine at 2.8 billion dollar fine amounts to about four percent of the company's 2019 domestic revenue so it's it's not as high an amount as many thought but i suppose the markets are worried about this being an example to others and a kind of contagion. Yes, correct. And actually, the Chinese authorities in the past have fined companies up to 10% of their uh, retail sales or of their sales, their annual sales as fines. Uh, so the fear was amongst uh, uh, analysts that Alibaba could get fined, you know, perhaps two or three times as much as what they did, and hence its share prices rallied. But that doesn't mean that this clampdown on big tech in uh, China. Uh, data privacy, anti-monopolistic uh, behaviour has uh, gone away. And in fact, the fact that they have moved to this fine stage with Alibaba means that they may be turning their attention to other companies. Tencent's been in the firing line lately as well. And I believe that is very much weighing on markets. And we can see the CSI 300, which is much more tech heavy than the Shanghai Composite, was down over 1.5% at one stage. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's still around that, that level. So you know, we've seen the Hang Seng where a lot of these tech giants are listed. That was also down 1.5%. It's recovered slightly as well. But that contagion has basically flowed over into uh, the rest of Asia. We can also see uh, US stock futures have also moved lower after US yields uh, rose uh, late on Friday. And there's some reasonable risk around US yields this week, I think, as well, with US CPI due to be released. You mentioned the week ahead. What, apart from that, stands out for you? What should we look out for? Definitely the US CPI uh, and the danger, of course, after the PPI numbers came out much higher than expected late last week. The danger is, is that that is going to exceed uh, expectations as well, well above 1.5%. And in that case, we may see US bonds uh, yields move higher again. Uh, that would probably have an immediate effect on equity markets globally negatively and see the US dollar rally again and gold fall. That everything seems to be quite tied in uh, on a correlation basis to the US 10 years at the moment. So we also have a, a three-year and a 10-year and a 30-year US Treasury auction. Um, and they'll be very closely watched as well because if the bid-to-cover ratio for those is weak, 
the, the what I described just a little bit before may actually gather some momentum. China also has a very busy week with data, uh, most particularly on Friday where we see uh, China's uh, GDP uh, and industrial output and retail sales. So it's a heavy duty trifecta of data there. Uh, markets will be looking for very good numbers from that. And I guess the risk there is, is that that data disappoints and uh, that increases the malaise in Asian stock markets, which actually all through last week, we were much more cautious than the exuberance that we'd seen over in Wall Street. Jeff, great to speak to you again this morning and have a very good week. Thanks very much and have a wonderful week ahead. This is the Oanda Podcast.